Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome to another week of It's Still Real to Me, Zaslow Show 2.0. Jonathan Zaslow here, of course. My pal is Joey Levin, my co-host for It's Still Real to Me, where we give you all the big week stories in the world of pro wrestling. We had breaking news in the middle of this week. We did a bonus episode. What was it? uh, Wednesday night, I think maybe it was. Wednesday or Thursday night. Uh, So this was a very big week 
in the pro wrestling world, even though there wasn't, you know, per se, uh, you know, a big pay-per-view or a premium live event. Uh, pro wrestling was a buzz all over social media. So we gave you a bonus episode. If you missed that on Mandy Rose being fired, you can go back in the Zaslow Show 2.0 archives. You can check that out. Joey, we're, we're coming at everyone on a Sunday today. Things got a little wonky yesterday on a Saturday. How are you doing this morning? Are you recovered from last night's Dolphins loss? Are you angry about that? Uh, it's, it's frustrating. Uh, it's frustrating to, to, you know, be where the, where the dolphins were at and, and then just kind of feel like yeah business as usual for yeah. adult, for the dolphin fan. Um, so I don't know. I mean, we'll see it. We'll see how the, the Packers game is next week, but yeah, I, I'm recovered because it's not shocking to lose to Buffalo and Buffalo, but it, you know, it's tough. So I've I've recorded. I haven't watched it yet. I mean, I was there. I lived it, but I, I set my DVR. I'm recording for the next couple of weeks. Impact, okay? Because this uh, a couple of nights ago. I think it's maybe Thursday night, Wednesday or Thursday night. Impact is on on Access TV, which uh, apparently I get. And so I, I set it to record. So me and my son, we're going to go back. My son's out of town this weekend. We're going to go back and watch in a couple of days. I would imagine we're on TV a bunch because we're in the front row. So we're going to go back. We're going to watch a little bit of Impact. I got that saved on on my on my DVR there. But uh, as far as as far as the big two, if you will, WWE and AEW, I got to tell you, I want to start with AEW Dynamite. Okay. OK. Uh, th- which would be the second straight week that we're starting with AEW. Not that there wasn't cool things that happened in WWE because there were, but I want to start with Dynamite because, and not only do I want to start with Dynamite, I want to start with Action Andretti and Chris Jericho. <laughs> okay, okay, there we go. Okay, so this. Okay, obviously this match was incredible. All right, but I'm watching the match. All right, and my one of my sons are in the room with me. And he says something. He says something to the effect of, "Why is Chris Jericho fighting this guy?" You know. And my son's watching it in passing. He doesn't watch every week with me anymore. Why is Chris Jericho fighting this guy? And I'm like, hey, you know, he's coming off of a loss, and they they want to make him look strong. That's exactly what I said to him. He needs right? a tune-up. He told yeah. Tony Khan he needed a tune-up. Yeah, I said they, they he's he's he just lost his you know Ring of Honor title, and they they want him to they want him to look strong. And so okay. So now the match goes on. Now we're several minutes into the match. And clearly this is not going in the direction that everyone in the world thought it was going in. And so then my son turned to me. He goes, is it possible that Jericho doesn't win this match? And I go to him. I go, no chance. There's no chance. And this was a phenomenal match. Part of it was because... You know, when pro wrestling surprises you, that really is when pro wrestling is at its best. And so you were super surprised with this match. But it got to a place in the middle of the match, Joey, where, whoa, is it po- like I still didn't believe it till it happened. But is it possible that Action Andretti, who I've never heard of, is going to win this match, which shows you w- what a fantastic job not to take credit away from Andretti, but what a fantastic b- job that Jericho is doing. If at some point in the middle of that match, I'm actually questioning whether or not Jericho is going to lose. Yeah. Uh, and it was so like the, the, the crazy, one of the crazy things too was I, I rewatched the match after I, I watched it twice just to sort of like pick up, see if I could pick up on things during the match. 
it felt like on the second watch, like the crowd knew something that the the TV audience didn't know. The way they were reacting to things didn't seem like the typical way of reacting to a match where it's supposed to just be a squash. Like they See, were going, I, I the crowd was a similar reaction to us because the, the crowd was going nuts though. The crowd right. was going ape shit. And it right, was but, like, but that means like, I thought they do, had they, similar... do they think he can win? So right, now but, do I, am I supposed to think he can win? Yeah. Like, so I, I thought they had a similar reaction to, to, to what I just said, because at the beginning of the match, the crowd is chanting, let's go jobber. Okay. Right. So, you know, so like they know they're like, this is going to be a squash. And then in the middle of the match, they, I mean, they got to vocalize it because they're there, but they're feeling the same way where, whoa, can he actually win this match? And, and yeah, the crowd was hot as hell. I think this th- that match is the perfect um ex- it's a perfect example of th- one of the things that I think AEW can do still that WWE can because of their fans. Like if you took a huge star on WWE and just had him lose to a jobber at this point, I just don't think that live crowd would react the way they did to Jericho losing that match. I just if it was I, a, I don't... like a jobber like a guy who they've never heard of like like if that match like if it was Action Andretti versus I, I mean, Rollins. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, or you, somebody you like that. You wouldn't get the crowd behind him. I, I don't think that SmackDown crowd or that Raw crowd is like. I think you're right. Really caring because I think they ultimately are like, all right. I, I mean, whatever. I mean, also Jericho is, I mean, on at a lot of people's Mount Rushmore. So that's different too. But like, yeah, I think this is one of the things about the AEW crowd that is still yeah. pretty still pretty different from WWE where it's like, man, they really sold the effect of Andretti winning that match. Cause it be- became such a bigger deal because of their reaction. I think you're right. And I think there's an element with the WWE crowd where they're there to see their stars. They're there to see their favorites. When yeah. with AEW's crowd, they're there just to see some awesome shit. Yeah. Like that's, that's what, that's, what's going to entertain them. And and that was awesome shit. Uh, it was. And how about like the double leg hook? He hooks both legs to win the match. You never see. You very rarely see that anymore. Right. He hooks both legs to win. Like once he hooked both legs, I'm like, oh. And then you get the three. I was like, oh. And yeah. and 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 the very first thing that I thought of because you know I, I'm. I'm reading some people on social media or what have you and you know calling it the the biggest upset in in however many years i don't know and the very first thing i thought of man that was one two three kid razor ramon is what i just watched well yeah that's that i think that's my first instinct too but yep. if you if you think about it and that one was obviously was like what the hell What's happening mm-hmm. here? This is oh, bigger. That I mean, this never, is a bigger upset. That never happened. Back but this is then. a bigger. I mean, this is a bigger upset. I mean, this is a bigger upset than that was. Like Razor I don't Ramon. Know, man. Here's the thing: Razor Ramon was hot within the company at the time. Intercontinental Champion. He was doing a lot of big things. Chris Jericho was one of the best ever. Like yeah. ever. Like yeah, this Razor is like Ramon was not one of the best ever. That here's the thing: this is like one, two, three kid beating Hulk Hogan at the time. <laughs> yeah, you know what right. I mean? Right. Isn't it like sort of like that? So. Even though we think about that one because that was at the time unheard of, like that yeah. didn't happen. Never. This happened. is this is technically, if we're just talking about like their standing in the history of the sport, this is bigger. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, one two was that one two three kids debut. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. remember. Uh, okay. So very similar in that way. But I mean, Jericho's, I mean, Jericho's just a different level. I mean, there was so no it, reason for one, two, three kid to win that match. He wins it with, you know, uh, uh, off the rope. He rolls up Razor Ramon right. and it led to, a, it led to a really good feud after right. that, uh, you know, with the money, the million dollar man, then put money on the line, you know, and one, two, three kids stole the bag of money the next time. And it led to a whole big program with those guys, but it made one, two, three kid, obviously, sure. you know, X Pac, he's a hall of famer now, you know, it, and, and 30, this is 30 years ago, 30 years ago. I'm still remembering it and how crazy that was as a kid on Monday night raw to watch razor Ramon lose to someone I've never heard of. Are, are we good? I mean, forget 30 years from now, but like 10 years from now, are we going to be talking about Action Andretti beating Chris it's Jericho? Depend, I guess it, it depends on what they how they book him now. Uh, I did read like like afterward after the fact because I looked up this guy because I didn't know who he was. Right. I read some people saying that like Jericho has sort of tapped this guy. Like he he noticed him on yeah. AW Dark or wherever because he has fought for the company just not on Dynamite. Right. And that Jericho sort of tapped him and is like this guy this guy's got it. This guy's got something. So I, I I guess it depends how they book him. Also, does he keep Action Andretti as his name? Because that's that's like a 1990s WWE name it right is. there. Um, but I will say to your point you made earlier, it's just like it shows no matter who's doing what in the industry, Sami Zayn, uh, Roman, Seth Rollins, in AEW, you know, the Bucks, all these guys, none of them are Jericho. They're just not, and and Roman is the best. The bloodline's the best thing going right now, but Jericho he just went from keeping the Ring of Honor, the entire company, relevant for months because like no one gives a shit really. I mean, hardcore Ring of Honor fans care, but really, like we don't give a shit. Not I don't really. care, but I love that Jericho yeah. had the title, and I loved what he was doing, and I love that his gimmick was the Ocho because it was his eighth world title. He goes from that. To the biggest upset in the history of the sport. And I guarantee you it was his idea. You know, like his mind is still working on a different level than the majority of people in wrestling. And he's still putting out some of the best work yeah. in the industry. It's incredible what he's doing still. That shit was awesome. I, I was it was really cool. I had to start. We had to start the show today with it. I've been waiting, you know, three, four days, whatever it was to talk about it. It was that was yeah. so cool. It was so yeah. cool. I just hope. For the sake of this continuing to be as big of a moment as it was, that they just let Jericho, but like let Jericho handle it for a while. Like, like they're going to keep Khan, a little program. Don't there let with those guys, don't. Right? But yeah, but like don't let Tony Khan start pulling the strings because I I know everyone loves Tony Khan, best booker ever, whatever. I'm just worried that like something is gonna it, it let Jericho get it like right. Let Jericho do his thing, and then let's see if Jericho can build this kid into a star. Because it was awesome, but you can easily, easily become forgettable if, like, next week Jericho just beats him, right? Like, doesn't it become – or if the guy doesn't go on to become some type of – like, the there, reason there that – the reason we remember – the reason we remember one, two, three kid is because it became an incredible feud, and then he became a Hall of Famer. We mm -hmm. don't remember that if, like, he's off TV a month later. So yeah. we, we need they this guy to keep, keep doing something, yeah. Yeah, they gotta keep they gotta keep it going. Uh I'll tell you what else I thought was cool from Wednesday night was so you got you, you got Jungle Boy and and I, I forget who Jungle Boy wrestled on Wednesday. He wrestled Brian Cage. 
okay, he wrestled Brian Cage. And then the firm comes out and you got Morrissey and Moriarty. Big Bill. Big Bill. That's his yeah, name now. Big what's Bill. What's that? Like, that's his name now? Big Bill? Yeah, well, his, his name was, it was William, on the yeah, Indies, yeah. it was William Morrissey, and then I think he was just W. Morrissey w. or something. W. Morrissey's a cool name. Why is and now he he's Big, big Bill? Now he's Big Bill. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of like, I, Big Bill, I think, is going to grow on you like Butch. I mean, you want to talk about an old school, nine, new generation exactly, WWF name. That's, big, a, that's I, actually, a new generation WWF But name. I like Big Bill. I think Big Bill's hilarious. So, I think it's hilarious. So, so they come out and they're beating the shit out of Jungle Boy, and again... When pro wrestling surprises you, that's when they're at their best. And all of a sudden, Hook's music hits. And I was like, oh, like that was a yeah. cool moment. And, Whoa, yeah. you know, where's that coming from? And I'm like, why is Hook coming to the ring? And Hook now is coming down. Uh, this is a cool, this is a cool segment. I was into that. But here's the problem that I have with it or with what ended up happening. Okay. So I really dug that moment. I thought that was super cool. Like you said, uh, Big Bill, all right, and Moriarty, they're beating the shit out of Jungle Boy. And, uh, and and when Hook gets to the ring, they up and, like, they bail out of the ring. They jump out as if they're afraid of Hook. Now, I understand Everyone's Hook, afraid of Hook, apparently. Well, I understand Hook is cool and, and, you know, he's tough, but it's still two on one. And, you know, Big Bill is really huge and shouldn't be afraid of everyone. Like, they're afraid that Hook is going into the ring and it's two against one. Like, that was that was weird to me, man. Like, Morrissey shouldn't be afraid of anyone, let alone if he's in the two-on-one advantage. They're just afraid of Hook? That was weird, man. They have to keep up this persona that they've built of Hook that he's, like, the ultimate badass. Oh, which they've done, like, a stare down? And then it's like, all right, all right, I'll see you I, later. Yeah, uh, sure. But, like, he has this thing... The, the ever since they brought him in, it's like this whole like Hook doesn't talk, he just kicks ass, right? And but and I get it, but also he's not that big, so it's it's a hard gimmick to continue. Exactly, because he's, he's small not that big Morrissey of a guy. Who's bailing out the ring? Right. You know, right? My brother texted me as that was happening and said, "Explain Hook to me," because my brother he, he like he watches AW, but he's on and off. And I just my my response was, "It's just cool." He's he's Taz's son. He has big hair. He wears boxing shorts. He doesn't talk. And at times he's eating chips backstage. That was sort of my explanation. of. And Dan Housen wants to be his friend. Right. And Dan Housen wants to be his friend. But I guess now he's friends with Jungle Boy. So, yeah. But I guess we'll see where it goes. Here's the thing. Jungle Boy is also really small. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't know which one of them I would prefer to see against big dudes. But, you know. I, I don't even know who's more gonna, believable. Well, I think they're just going to put them together now, and like that's going to be the, the the story for both of them now. They're going to do some tag team action. Them two right. against the firm, I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess I so. Know. Yeah, sure. I look. I'm never going to be a. I'm never going to be all in on Jungle Boy until he cuts his sideburns. So, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, the Elite versus Death Triangle was obviously great. Death yep. Triangle goes up three one. And the big story is is what happened afterward and the stipulation for match five. But I, I will tell you, I was really surprised. Like, the match is going on. Like, all right, wh- what's the best scenario here, the best outcome to set up the rest of the series? And I really thought we were going to see 2-2. I thought the Elite was going to win because if it's 2-2, Joey, I don't know what's going to happen in match five. You know, in 2-2, either one of them can go up three matches to two. But now it's 3-1. 
I know the elite is winning the next match. Like these matches have been too good for it to for it to not go at least six or seven. You know, so I thought it was a weird decision. I know they had to set up the no DQ, so the so Death Triangle wins. But I don't know, like. The Elite could have still won, even though Death Triangle still tries to use the hammer. And then you still could have had Kenny Omega cut the same promo afterwards saying, listen, uh, we're now best out of three. Let's go no DQ since you guys are so into using weapons here. I thought going 3-1 was a bit of a mistake because the Elite is definitely going to win match five now. We all know that. Right. Oh, I mean, I, I think unless unless they just completely swerve everybody and Death Triangle wins 4-1, Right. this has become... I, now the matches are great, mm-hmm. and it's very cool that they could. They've had four matches, and they've been four different. Like it's not stale. The matches are great, but the store, like the booking of it, ha- has been pretty much from the beginning one of the more predictable things we've seen. Right? Like I think originally we thought maybe it would be three zero, but now it's just three one, and the elite's going to come back mm-hmm. and make a push unless something crazy happens. I think they're leaning to like. I know. Part of what you like about AEW is they're trying to make it a sport, like trying to make it seem more like a sport. Right. They're leaning too much into like implying that this is like an NBA finals thing, right? 3-1, they bought round ball rock, which they now play round oh, ball rock. Oh, I meant to ask you that. Why Why were they playing round ball rock to start Dynamite? Well, like, what because, was that? So round ball rock, I think they, because they played it again later on when they were promoing the best of seven. Oh, so I, I think they that. Okay. I think they bought round ball rock to be able to play for, for this for this, which is A is corny. <laughs> and B, they did it halfway through the series. Like if you were gonna do it, do it in the beginning. Like now all of a sudden round ball rock's just playing. And well yeah, because for me, round ball rock was just playing because and- Look, By the way, for the I, listeners who don't know what Round Ball Rock is, it's the old, it's John Tesh, it's the old NBA yeah. on NBC music. It's classic yeah. NBA theme song, but as someone who does a sports talk show, I had no idea why they were using it. Well, it was also just that they did it at the beginning of the show, so it was like playing, yeah. it was playing minutes before that match even it was like is this the, the di- this is the dynamite theme song now like i i, I did not understand it you was know, if anything, so strange put up the graphic that coming up next we have uh match four in the best of seven and you got right. round ball rock Exa- playing in the background exactly because that's I what they did not did. understand why that's what playing. they did later they did that later on in the show when that they were promoing the next match that was playing in the background of, okay, the, pro- of, the, of the graphic but yes the way they but this has been a pro by the way, th- we'll have a topic about this in Big Dirt, not Big Dirt, but this has been an issue with AEW from the beginning. They 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 just throw things out there in the middle of their shows where you're like, what the fuck are well, we doing? Well, it's two like, weeks in a row mean? that I'm confused about something then. So I was confused about Round Ball Rock this week. The week before, I was very confused about what are the rules with the diamond ring? Right. And, uh, which, which I guess we got an answer on that this week, sort of, right? Right, right. And, and so, yeah, a couple weeks in a row... And I'm I'm pretty hardcore viewer. Yeah. I've been confused about things two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, the round ball rock. So I read because obviously I'm on the dirt sheets to be able to have big dirt, not big dirt. So I read. I didn't read the article, but I read a headline. Tony Khan purchased round ball rock. I assumed it was for the best of seven, but I can understand that if you just tuned in at the top of the show. You're like, what the hell is happening? What the hell right is now? going on? It was it was so weird to me. Even I was like, wait, why is it playing now? 
I, I, I and are they going that. to and are they going to mention it? Like, will the announce team say anything? Nope, they did not. Uh, MJF, Ricky Starks, uh, you know, it, it essentially, it tur- look, MJF wins. He keeps the ring. You, you knew he, once you had both on the line, like if maybe the match was just for the ring, Ricky Starks has got a shot. But when it's for both, the outcome was never, ever in doubt. Um, but the whole thing was just setting up for, uh, you know, for what's next with, with MJF, which we know is Brian Danielson. I just hope that Ricky Starks doesn't just fall into obscurity. You know, I'd like them to, ev- like, kind of keep him around, uh, keep him in the periphery of that title picture, uh, and, and then revisit as opposed to him just going away. Yeah, well, I think, like, the the, the finish keeps the door open, right? Because he, the low blow. So, Ricky Starks always has in his back pocket. He never really beat me. So that leaves it open for Ricky Starks to re-enter the picture. But that was my first thought too, was like, okay, so now what do we do with Ricky Starks? Cause he's hot, mm-hmm. right? After last week, he's hot. He's a star. Mm-hmm. So now what you, you have him for two weeks, you have him feuding with the top guy in the company. You make him into a star. And now yeah, you're who, do keep you, going. who do you go? Like, who's the heel? To put him against now, that's that. Like, well, maybe he says to Danielson, listen, uh, I'm glad you came out and you saved me. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I suffered a low blow. I'm not done with MJF yet. And now you got Danielson and Ricky Starks who are mad at each other. Like, no, no, I'm next. Like, no, nah, no, nah, it's still my turn. And maybe you do a little thing there. Because we know MJF never wrestles. All right? right. So if you do something like that, it keeps MJF on the outside looking in, cutting promos, laughing at those guys. Maybe get a little Danielson and Ricky Starks action here for the next few weeks. That could be good. Yeah, that would be good. And or Ricky Starks is cutting a promo about how he never like he didn't lose. He wasn't clean. He's going to get his shot back, this and that. And then name X big time heel that like insert heel X comes out. It's like, I don't want to hear you complaining. And then they start something to hold it over. I don't know. But you just got to keep giving the guy a mic. And let him do his thing and give him some good matches because it would be a shame if he just falls back into the Team Taz, right. Brian Cage, Oblivion right. that that guy's in right now, you know, because so, we know so, he's good. So there were a couple things, obviously, that, you know, I'm, I'm nitpicking at from Dynamite this week. But I would tell you, I thought Dynamite was pretty awesome this week. Like, I thought very it was good. really entertaining. For, I very thought it was good. pretty awesome. Show. Yeah, House of Black. Still just yeah. beating the shit out of people, which is always going to be good. I'm never going to not like House of Black, what they got going on right now. That was good. And then we know, I guess, the only thing, I don't like, I, I don't mind that the Acclaimed is feuding with this Jeff Jarrett crew. I just don't like this Jeff Jarrett crew. I, That's the I point, don't, man. I still don't think Jeff Jarrett should be on TV. Like, why is he still on TV? Like, it's not that I don't like the crew. I like, uh, I like um, Jay, Jay Lethal. Lethal. Yep. I like Greater Kali. I like um, what's what's the other guy's name who was their mouthpiece before um, Sanjay. I like Sanjay Dutt. They didn't need Jeff Jarrett. They didn't. They were good without Jeff Jarrett. So I I don't know. Not that Jeff Jarrett's bad, but it was just an unnecessary addition. And also, if you're going to use these old guys, use them to try to get young guys over. Well, I think that's what so they're I'm, doing here. No, 
Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal have been in the business for 30 years. No, but I mean, they're not, I mean, as far as the acclaimed goes, like they're going to use Jeff yeah, Jarrett. Yeah, but I'm saying like, why does Jeff Jarrett need to be a mouthpiece for two guys who are also great mouthpieces oh, and they're already in, they've been, a, Sanjay Dutt is only there. Sanjay Dutt doesn't even wrestle. Right. He's only there as a manager, but now it's Jeff Jarrett, the one talking. Oh, is he a wrestler? Like I didn't even know. Guys, I've never Sanjay seen Dutt him used to be a, yeah, he, I think he was Impact and TNA. He did okay. the whole thing, right? Um, but he's only there to talk. Right. Jay Lethal, but who we, I think we've talked about, has some of the most classic segments in the history of wrestling. Yep. I mean, Ric Flair doing the woo off and that whole thing. Like, why is Jeff Jarrett put Jeff Jarrett with like? Put, if you want to have someone feud with the acclaimed, put Jeff have Jeff Jarrett with the Ass Boys. Be like, your daddy left you. Come talk to me. I'll be I'll be the one because I know all about your dad. You know, like something like that. But why uh-huh. is he with these guys? I don't know. But it's it's fine. It'll be the claimed are good, so it'll be fine. Hey, uh, speaking of which, uh, did you? I, I didn't watch any of it. Uh, y- you know, NXT last weekend, NXT deadline, and we did the bonus episode on Mandy Rose. Um, did you watch any of Ring of Honor Final Battle last weekend? I know it happened. I didn't. I didn't watch. I, it. Yeah, I watched. I watched. So I I, I turned it on a replay of it. I, I didn't watch it live because I was still up in Austin or over in Austin. Um, but I, wa- I turned it on. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. And I got t- like five minutes into the first match. And I was like, I don't care about this. I just <laughs> don't. Um, but I did watch the two matches that I did care about, which was FTR and the Briscoes. Right. And, and that I looked watched, not, from the highlights. I mean, that looked like a bloody match. Yeah. And I watched Jericho and Claudio, Claudio. which was also very good. Did you like him tapping out to the swing? Was that a cool spot? I thought it was fine. It's different. It's I've never seen it before. Right. So you just if you're gonna sure put the, the belt, loved it, right? If you're gonna put, the, yeah, they went nuts. If you're gonna put the belt back on Claudio, what else does he have? I mean, that's his thing. I mean, he, I guess he has like his. Uh, He's got the cool the, upper the, uppercuts. The uppercuts are cool. The new he used to call it like the neutralizer was like his finisher. It was kind of like a power driver thing. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, the swing. I've never seen someone tap to the swing, so it's cool. Uh, but like, man, how long was he doing it for? Oh, it felt like 10 minutes. It, it was crazy. It was, it was like, it was a long time. Like wow. I, most, most people would tap, I think at that point or, or would throw just pass, up or throw up or pass out or something like it was, it was pretty intense. Wouldn't that be great if the, if the spot was that he's doing it for several minutes and Jericho just pukes, you know, it's like, it's like when you're on the, uh, uh, what's the, the, the galaxy, uh, the, the spinning thing. Oh yeah. The, at, Gravitron, at the Gravitron. Gravitron. It's like, he's on Gravitron. You're just puking. He's yeah. puking. And then the referee's like, uh, that's a submission. And he just yeah, rings the belt. Yeah. I mean, that's actually no, the way Jericho works. He, he, I'm surprised he didn't do like some type of like foam thing Yeah, where he's like bites down on the foam and he's like foaming at the mouth and that's how it ends. But yeah. it, I mean, I guess if that's how you're going to put it on Claudio, that was fine. I, I still thought there was more meat on the bone of the Jericho thing, but it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, the, my two, my, my, my takeaways were if you, if you can find it, watch the FTR Briscoe's match. It was complete insanity from the moment. It was basically like watching two singles matches. And like at one point they had a double box because they're both connected to each other. They're each, but they start, there was blood. Like, I mean, two minutes into the match, people are bleeding. People are getting, I mean, it was insane. It was fun. It was just a fun match. And then obviously 
afterwards the ass boys came out and that's set up an ftr ass boys thing um so that that was that's something i guess briscoe's win which is what i wanted because i hope that means based on how much we've seen the ring of honor titles on aw programming maybe we're gonna get some more briscoes because the briscoes are fucking awesome they have Um, not been on aew right they were no i think they were the first pay-per-view like that all in oh okay that was not AEW affiliated. Right. Like, that doesn't count. But they, but no, I don't think they've been in a, in on AEW programming. But they won the title, so I don't know what that. Because my thing is, is like, if they're not going to be on AEW, then what is what do those titles do for them? Because where does Ring of Honor? Yeah, I'd like fight? to see them. I, I know Tony Khan said like, where, there's going to be there's going to be less Ring of Honor matches on AEW programming because I think they struck some type of uh, internet deal, internet TV deal. Um, but I for Ring I, of Honor. Yeah, but oh. I, I I'd like to see I'd like to see the Briscoes on AEW yeah. television because uh, that must be I what it, I mean. I, I will say maybe that's what it is because my other takeaway was other than Samoa Joe, every title changed. Yeah, every every on the entire card. Yeah, every they're going to start doing their own thing now. Tony Khan said we're not going to see it. it as much anymore. Yeah, yeah. And the only one who didn't uh, lose his title was Joe, which I guess makes sense because Joe makes more sense for the Ring of Honor programming. And the guy, Juice Robinson, that he fought, who's really cool Bullet Club guy, who's now in AEW, he'll probably do more AEW stuff. Um, and then I think the only other thing was there's this dude, Dalton Castle, who I don't know if you know much, if you've seen him or you know, you know him. him. He's pretty awesome. He's got like this very like, he's got this very flamboyant gimmick. You don't really know what it is, but he he like comes, he's called Dalton Castle and the boys. And the boys, and the the boys are dressed up in like peacock feathers and Dalton Castle has like this big cape that he wears and he goes, boys, and they come out and it's just like this whole big thing. And he's like very like, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I gotta, I gotta seen, watch it then. I've seen him one other time and I didn't really pick up on how funny this dude was and like the whole gimmick. Apparently they've been doing it for years because I, I looked him up and there's a, a, a Rolling Stone article like an interview with him from like 2015 really? with the about him and the boys from 2015. So apparently he's been doing this for on the Indies for a very long time. Um, but I like that. Uh, but yeah. Other right. than that, you know, Briscoe's FTR worth a watch for sure. All right. So let's, let's get over to what took place in WWE this week. Again, bonus episode of it's still real to me a few days ago under Zaslow show 2.0, where we, we hit on all the Mandy Rose stuff, which I don't really think there's been anything new that's come out actually over the last few days. Has there been anything, Joey? That's, that's there was, I, I read one thing actually this morning that said they were going to move her up to SmackDown. So I think that probably like we've talked about, the ultimatum was like, if you're in NXT, you can do this stuff. But once you're on SmackDown and uh, you're on Fox, you, I, I, they haven't said that. But that's maybe sort of what the implication is, is like, all right, you're going to be on the main roster and you're going to be on Fox. You got to cut it out. And maybe that's what I'm telling you. We're eventually going to find out that they gave Mandy Rose a very, uh, you know, a very clear option. And she uh, she decided to go with, you know, option B. I, I think that's what we're going to wind up finding out. Instead of, oh, WWE, they screwed Mandy Rose. Like, I, yeah, I don't buy that. I don't, yeah. I, don't buy I still that. think she comes out of this uh, even bigger on the other side. At least I hope so for her, but either way. 
So for anyone listening to the show right now, you want to go, you love pro wrestling. You want to go see pro wrestling live. All right. Well, WWE live is coming to the FTX arena Thursday night, December 29. All right. So right before the new year, you got WWE. It looks like it's a SmackDown show because they're advertising the return of Bray Wyatt to Miami. All right. So they're advertising Bray Wyatt's going to be on the show right now. Now this stuff changes, but right now, They got an eight-man tag team match that's set up, which is Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens and Sheamus against the Bloodline. All right, that's a match that they're they're doing right now. And SmackDown Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi Blackheart. And, of course, you got all the other SmackDown superstars. We're talking New Day, Liv Morgan, Imperium, uh, Ricochet. For tickets, you can visit ftxarena.com. I will be there. My son and I, we are going. We are excited. House shows are fantastic, all right? I, I had to explain like a year ago, you know, when I was taking my my, my younger son, my 11, I was like, what, it's, it's not Raw or SmackDown? It's like, no, no, it's okay, though. House shows are where it's at, man. House shows are so much fun. And he realized that. He's like, yes, house shows. Uh, it's nonstop action. There's, you know, you don't get the commercial breaks. Every match is a good length. And you get a ton of interaction from the superstars with the fans. House shows are where it's at, Joey. Yeah, and I that'll be awesome. And actually, I don't think I've even mentioned this to you off the off uh, the recording. Um, I'm going. Me and my brother are going to a house show at MSG the day after Christmas. Oh, those are always big. That's a big show. Those are always they usually. And I think it's also a. I think it's also a SmackDown show. So I think Bray's going to be there, and I'm pretty. And I know they're they're promoting bloodlines going to be there that's, i don't know about roman but i uh, msg you may get roman that's a big yeah. show wow that's yeah. cool so yeah part of this holiday tour december 29 wwe live ftxarena.com uh you go on out uh maybe, maybe that's a surprise christmas gift you know for your kid you're listening right now again ftxarena.com wwe live on Thursday night, December 29th. Your boy's going to be there. You say hello. Everybody has drinks. We have a good time. All I'm right. pretty jacked up to get some LA live, LA, LA night live. If, if it happens, that's, well, that's really what I'm looking forward to. Well, so we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to LA night who who played a big role. Uh, once again, a couple mm-hmm. nights ago on SmackDown, but let's start things off here with raw. A few things that stood out to me. Obviously we got the number one contenders match. You had the, the two, uh, Which we call we basically we basically called like to a T last week on it's still real to me like we both we we made like a combined prediction for how this match would go and we couldn't have been more right yeah like Alexa Bliss was always going to beat Bailey because of what happened the week before where damage control cost Becky the match and then Alexa winds up winning well okay so Becky's going to cost Bailey this match now she cost her the match indirectly because she took out. Damage control. All right, at the beginning mm. of the match. So then you get the one on one, Alexa and Bailey. I thought it was. I thought it was a good match. All right, Alexa wins. You got Bianca who's sitting there. But the big moment is two things. One, you know that we're getting Alexa versus Bianca, which is obviously going to take place before Royal Rumble because we're still over a month away. So you're getting Alexa Bliss versus Bianca. I dig that. But we know the real story there is not about Alexa chasing the women's championship. The real story is. When is she going to officially turn? They've been teasing it. And as she gave uh, uh, Bianca a hug, because they're friends at the end of the match, and, and, and she's been behaving weird in front of Bianca, instead of giving her a hug, she, she twists her around and she's about to deliver Sister Abigail. And then uh, uh, she came to her senses again and, and she ran to the back. Yeah. 
I mean, so two things. Just to go back on the the Becky Lynch like attacking Dakota Kai and uh, Io Sky. Yes. So all I could think about through the match was, so you're telling me that Bailey, like Bailey, can't beat Alexa Bliss. Like, well, is that's that what we're now? She's chicken. I know, wheel, you but know? but to the credit of Graves and the other guy whose name I always forget. I don't know his name. I forget his name too. I, I like him though. He's good. Um, they did like refer. They did talk about that in the match. They were like, they were like Becky Lynch, you know, attacked damage control before the match. But hey, we know Bailey doesn't necessarily need them. She's a former ch- like. They actually talked okay, about that's it. Good in in the match during the announcement. I'm like, okay, at least they had like addressed that because the implication here was like Bailey can't win without these two. And it's and I get that that's the storyline, but also. She's one of the best, like ever. So you, you got to like. Alexa's always owned her, her, though. Remember, like Alexa in Bailey's hometown in San Jose won the title from her. Like Alexa has a history of always. Sure, owning Bailey. totally, totally. But I just like that they at least like don't... they they don't like again. It's another case of them like knowing we're not dumb. Like yes, I like just that. say the things that you know we're thinking. Yep. I was thinking it, and then minutes later, Graves was like, well, we don't necessarily – she doesn't necessarily need them. It helps, but she doesn't need them because she's great. So at least they reference it because, at, to me, I was just like, this doesn't totally make sense. On the Sister Abigail thing, I love it. I love that they're teasing her being with Bray. I this, The whole setup is cool. But I referenced this a little bit uh, on our breaking news pod. The only issue I had with it is – Alexa Bliss is like five foot nothing. Mm-hmm. Bianca Belair is inc- the most athletic woman maybe ever in WWE. Right. And the way she just put her in Sister Abigail. Oh, it was a surprise. It was a su- sneak attack. <laughs> but then just sort of s- pause there for like 10 yeah. seconds. What are you going to do? I'm like, I'm like, A, Bianca's not even going to fight it. And B, I guess what they're saying here is that when Alexa Bliss is possessed by Bray, she is now the strongest woman in the history okay. of WWE. Yeah, all right. Now, you look at it like that. Yeah, because that's the only thing. That's the only explanation I had for why this tiny little woman can just man woman handle the strongest, the biggest, the baddest ever. I was just like, it's a cool spot, but like she paused just a little too long to where I'm like, is she going to try to get out of this? Like, is she going to even attempt it? When are we going to get? The moment I'm not talking about the moment that Alexa fully turns, but when are we going to get the moment where she and Bray Wyatt cross paths where they see each other? They haven't seen each other yet, right? Well, Bray's never on Raw. I mean, but I, we're 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 headed toward this. Like, when are they going Seems to run way. into each other? You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, can they That's drag a good this question. out to Royal Rumble? Because they'll all be in the same building for Royal Rumble. Like, can they drag it out to Royal Rumble? Well, they're drag. I mean, we're gonna get to the other thing. They're dragging that out. So well, that that is that's my second favorite storyline that's yeah. going on right now. In um, but yeah, I guess Rumble would make sense, or or maybe, I mean, I, again, like December thirtieth, they're they're pumping up as like this month's pay per view, basically the SmackDown on December thirtieth. Really they're they're basically yep. like making it like this is really yep. the pay per view for this month. So maybe something there. I don't know. Um, yeah, I uh, the spot's cool. I like what they're doing with Alexa, obviously, and something else that they've done a really good job since Triple H took over. 
they they let these stories play out, man. You know, they don't shotgun these stories. They are not quick. They are like we're doing slow burns here, man. And I totally dig it. I I, I like having these stories where each week, all right, what's going to happen with this story this week? What's going to happen here? And we don't know. And there's several things that are happening here. There's the LA Night Bray Wyatt thing that's been going on for a while. You got the Alexa part that's been going on for a while. Bloodline Sami Zayn has been going on for a while. Like we got stories here that are are just advancing through a good amount of time that are slow burns. And I yeah. dig that. And I feel like WWE has not gone about their programming like that in many years. Yeah, I think one of the things I was thinking about after Raw this week, and then even all the way through SmackDown till basically like till Roman came out, most of the programming this week was not like top the top like there was not a lot of like top people talking which like raw was really just like the others of the storylines sort of shining it wasn't like like finn didn't like damage like uh judgment day was part of raw but finn didn't come out and cut a whole long promo right bailey like becky lynch she was only on tv for like 30 seconds yeah chasing around with a chair it, it, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't about becky lynch um the you know the bloodline they did their thing at the end of the show but there's no roman i mean like they're really seth rollins um or sorry the the u.s title is they've done this thing where now it's the most important title same thing with the intercontinental title right i'm watching those good promos i'm like this is good stuff but again the champ's not even on the show and it's still you feel how big it is because of what they've done like all of raw was just there was not like the most important stuff wasn't on the show and the show is still really good. And I think that's a, a testament to the, like you said, the storytelling that they're doing with all of these programs, which is like Austin theory doesn't need to be there for us to understand how important this U S title is right now. Right. I mean, we don't need Becky Lynch cutting, starting the show and talking to the crowd for 15 minutes. Yeah, she did last we don't, which, which is cool, but we don't because just her attacking sets the storyline and, and yeah. continues it forward. So I, I think that you're right. They're, they're doing a great job with all that, that the, the storytelling. I want to talk about Asuka and Rhea Ripley here. Um, I think the big takeaway, I mean, this is all just set up. And you told me about this last week where Asuka on her social media has been teasing going back to one of her old characters. And then we officially saw that that's going to be a thing because she comes down to the ring wasn't doing all the dancing no smiling she took off the mask no face paint no face paint no smiling i'm like yes can we get back to the oscar that was probably the greatest nxt women's champion who never lost and who doesn't do all the dancing and the bullshit like let's get back to taking oscar serious because you know if we're gonna measure you know if everything's even she, I mean, she might be the best female wrestler that WWE has. She's all awesome. Even. I yeah. love watching her matches. And we I haven't seen that in forever. Like, we were getting that version leading up to WrestleMania 34 when she fought Charlotte. And Charlotte, like, officially became the first woman in WWE to beat Asuka. Yeah. But like, since, like, we haven't seen it really since then. So, that's really what this match was about. Uh, the other part that I want to I get your thoughts on also... So Rhea Ripley wins the match against Asuka, which is great. It feeds into Asuka, needs to change the character a little bit and become a badass again. But Asuka sprays the mist into Dominic Mysterio's face 
And I hope you caught on to this because this makes it for me, man. When when Dominic is writhing in pain on the ground, he can't see. He's calling for Rhea to help him, but he's calling her mommy. Yeah, yeah. He's calling her. Yeah. He's calling her mommy. And yeah, it's a- that to me makes that like little things like that, man. It makes such a huge difference because that all of a sudden is that's really funny and really helps the character. He's screaming for mommy to come and help him. Yeah, that and then also backstage when he's getting checked out by the medical team and he's like, it burns, it burns. And Damien Priest is like, something else could burn worse. (laughs) (laughs) And then then Rhea kind of gives him a look. Um, Yeah, I there's a part of me. I I thought it was all I think Asuka turning finally is going to be great. I think and it doesn't mean that she's turning heel. It just means that like she's just she's going to be a badass now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. have we, is there any consideration? This is what I was thinking too. Is uh, about the the uh, Judgment Day because I, I think at some point Finn leaves Judgment Day. I, at some point, I don't know when it is, but I think it is. But I think they can keep that crew together. Is there any consideration that Dom is actually the leader, like becomes the leader? Because he like his heel work is just remarkable right now. Like it's it's such a turn in what we thought he could be. Yep. He's so good as a heel and truly hateable yep. that like he would he would be a good leader. Like as as the like like the he needs to be protected by the powerhouses, Rhea and Damian Priest, but he's really the mastermind and this and like is it possible? Maybe. I mean, I like right now where he's the simp, you know, yeah. and he's <laughs> I mean, you saw like Rhea gave Damian Priest this really high five right before the match started and then Dominic motioned to Priest put it up for me and he does the same thing that yeah. Rhea does yeah. you know yeah. I, I I like him as the simp obviously we're headed toward Wrestlemania where we all believe he's going to fight his father so I'm interested in how that's going to wind up playing out um, I do wonder if when we get there like does he beat Ray you, you would think like that's it, you, it feels you, like it. You it feels think. like that's the only thing that makes sense. Right. It's the only thing that makes sense. But it I'm, almost I'm, feels like it's like Ray's retirement match. Maybe. But I, I'm more interested in how they get there as yeah. opposed to what the outcome is. You know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it won't happen until after Rumble because it seems like they're setting up Karrion Cross and Ray Mysterio, right? Well, yes. But but is that going to happen at Rumble? Maybe. But I feel like there's got to be a moment. And this is what the fans want. There has to be a moment where, you know, maybe Dominic is in the ring by himself during the rumble and Ray's music hits and he's mm. the next entrance. And I was like, no, 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 no. And now you get the fi- like right. there has yeah. to be a face off in the rumble match between Ray and Dominic. Right. And Ray's, and Ray's going to eliminate him. Right. Yeah. I and mean, that's what I mean is like it won't get set up until May rumble or after. But yeah, but that, yeah there's got to right. be a moment in the right. rumble where it's Ray eliminating Dominic yeah. and, and that yeah. eventually, and because you can keep them away from each other they're on different shows. And then that yeah. leads to, to the WrestleMania yeah. match side so that that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up that detail. The mommy thing. Cause there's like all throughout, by the way, like this week of WWE, my biggest takeaway from WWE programming this week was the little details. There's, there's a lot of little things in there just even from a production standpoint or just from like a mention standpoint where it's like, God, they, they're, the the way they're thinking is like if you're not really paying attention, you're not catching it. 
where are we going with Lashley getting fired? Like, what's the end? Well, he's here? he's not fired. Adam but, Pierce put out. No, no, Adam. Why Pierce, did they? Right. Why did they do the switcheroo so fast? Like, what was the point? They didn't fire him, and then the next day they. I guess. I guess. I guess we'll find out on Raw. I, I have no idea. My biggest thing with from that was like, how do you think that played to the live crowd too? Like the live crowd is probably like, what the hell is happening right now? Right, they like can't the, hear that he's. They can't fired. hear him fire him unless right. you're well, like in that first. That's row. part of what happens when you're at the live show. You don't get the commentary, and you could be right. lost a lot of stuff. I mean, that that does happen when you're at a live show. I wish there was a way that they could have the commentary team where you could hear them in the you know the audience, but but also that's for that, be so it, distracting for the wrestlers. Then if you think yeah, about. but for that segment specifically, and this is the only miss there, and I guess the live audience is not necessarily the priority, but like. Why can't Adam Pierce have a microphone? Like, why can't he just be like, you're fired, you know? Well, because he um, ran in that spot. He ran out there, uh, you know, to try and calm things down. He can't run out with a microphone. I like, you know what? I like Pierce. I like him as the authority figure. I do. I think he's pretty good at it. Um, he's a good talker. He's out, he's believable because he's a former wrestler and he's a pretty big guy. Yeah. Like, I, I like Pierce. I like him being around. I liked his interaction with the bloodline like this week. I think he's good. All right, so speak of the bloodline, we get SmackDown here. Yeah. Uh, well, I so before that, um, there's one thing I want to point out. I want to see if you notice it. Yeah. There was a backstage segment with Gargano and Loomis where they're all drawing on a whiteboard, yeah. trying to figure out how to use the money. Is Loomis like legit artist? Does he does he draw all the things? I think he does. Um, Candice LeRae comes in and is like, "What are you guys doing? Did you notice who was in the background? Who popped her head up in the background? I don't. I don't know. Nikki Cross. I did not see that." Nikki Cross just sort of peeks her head out from the background, a la Bray Wyatt being in the background. Okay, I did not see and that. Nikki Cross peeks her head out and then just goes back down. Okay. So, all right. That, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then, obviously, so we had the KO. We had a tag match at the end of Raw. So, so this will lead into SmackDown because it was Bloodline, right? Mm-hmm. But um, or it wasn't a tag match. It was it was um. What was it? It was Elias versus Elias Solo. Elias versus Solo, yep. But he wanted KO to be his, like his backup, basically. Mm-hmm. And I, first of all, the first the one first thing I liked was in the back, Kevin Owens just losing his shit on Elias. Like, you think I'm going to forget about the torture you put I like that, yeah. And referencing the Ezekiel thing? Yeah. that was fun. Yeah, um, yep. That that was good. And then what I also really liked is... I think one of the more interesting things to me right now with the bloodline is solo. What, where's his head at? So, because if in raw at raw, my takeaway from the very beginning, if you watch the very beginning of the match, Sammy's like pumping up the crowd and he's like hyping up solo and solo turns and like makes this look at him. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And it <laughs> distracts him enough for Elias to get the upper hand. So I'm like, all right, they're like solo actually is starting to get a little frustrated here. Right. Okay. Which I thought, but then you watch SmackDown. The Tribal Chief's back. Solo's wearing the shirt again. He's and he was raising, with Roman. He was with and, he's Roman. Ra- and he raised the one. Oh, okay. Good detail. Okay. He raised the one for the first time okay. in, mo- in in a month. So now it's like, if Roman's there, Solo is, is cool. But when Roman's not there and the boys are just running wild, oh, okay. I think Solo's not feeling it too much. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, SmackDown opened with Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox against Damage Control, and while that feels like kind of a nothing match, I thought the match was excellent. I thought it was a great good match. Match, but the but the thing is, who was the hooded person 
who uh, knocks out. Uh, they, now, they 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 revealed it. Oh, they. What, when did I miss that? Who was the hooded person? WWE digital exclusive backstage. Oh, okay. it's Zia Lee. It's Zia Lee. Oh, I well, what, what's the mo there? Do we know Nothing. yet? It was just there was it was the cops had her backstage. The hood comes off. It's Zia Lee. Pierce oh, Pierce interrupts them and Pierce Pierce like tells her Let, let's go and they're like having a talk. So it's it's Zia Okay, well, I, I mean, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry to I'm sorry to disappoint you, but no, that's it, fine. But now I'm kind of like, all right, Zia Lee is a badass. Why does she need to be in a hood and disguise herself if she wants to get involved? I don't know. I'm a big Zia Lee fan, though. All right, I, so I like well, well look, I like letting stories play out. All right, so I'm not going to question it just yet. Let's see where it goes, you know. But that's yep. a little bit confusing to me. Like, why is she trying to go all incognito? You know. Yep. But once again, the, as good as the match was. That crowd does not know who Tegan Knox is, and they don't care. That's right. There's yep. no reaction. That's There's what happens. No when you, yeah, when you bring out the stars, either from NXT uh, or or wherever else, like you can't do it the way that the Forbidden Door gets opened up yeah. with AEW, then that crowd's yeah. not going to know who the hell they I mean, are. they love Liv. They like it. They, they they react for damage control. They react for everything Liv does. Yeah. Tegan Knox comes in, that place goes silent. Yeah, they don't and know. it's just it's unfortunate because she is good, but the way they brought her in. That, that crowd just didn't know. They just don't know. So most of the night was leading up to what's going to be essentially the main event where are they or aren't they going to make Sami Zayn, Romo's en route to the arena. Jimmy and Jay are super excited. Sammy's all dolled up. He leaves the room backstage and Jimmy's afraid that Jay has set Sammy up to be disappointed. He doesn't know what Roman's going to do right. and if Roman's going to make him. And the whole thing is reminding me of Goodfellas. The whole time it's all right. They're about they're going to make Joe Pesci's character, and then when Joe Pesci gets to the house where they're going to make him, they shoot him in the back of the head. Uh, yeah. And and you know they 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 were not they had a problem and they couldn't go through with it. Like the whole setup to me was feeling like Goodfellas. That was good stuff. Yeah, I I also think that they're sort of like setting up Jimmy being the one who turns on Sammy eventually, right? Doesn't it seem like? They're Jay like, is con- very on his side now, and Jimmy's a little skeptical. Yeah, well, the backstage segment that they had, Jimmy was like, I like him. I like him. Like, I like him. He's my guy. I like him. But I love my family. So I'm with you. Well, and you, you had the moment where, at the end of the show, when Sammy's talking to Roman, and he's he telling said, him. He's you know, my guy, only fr- I'm his only friend. I'm his right? only- and the camera panned to Jimmy, and Jimmy gave him a look. Jimmy didn't like it. And right. you got to go back to when Jimmy was questioning Jay, are you going to go tell the tribal, this so like a few weeks ago, are you going to tell the tribal chief about, you know, his conversation with KO? So it really, it, it's it's a great point you're making there because they really see, the way that they're keeping this story alive, it seems, is, okay, you had all the skepticism from Jay, and now they may be shifting to the skepticism from Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, and Solo. I, I, I think there's a, I, so I don't think Solo is a, has is a skeptic as much as I think he's getting frustrated with Sam. Like I think Solo's like I didn't. There's this thing that I see from Solo where it's like I'm not here for this bullshit. <laughs> so when Roman's not there and they're all like it's the whole Usi thing and they're all hugging each other and doing handshakes. Solo's like I'm not here for this. The elders didn't send me here for this bullshit. I'm here for bloodline business and he's not blood. Like I could see that. And then also the Jimmy thing seems like where they're headed, which is. That's actually really interesting. Uh, uh, it's just cool the way they're keeping it alive. So I wish somehow that we didn't know that Cena 
was going to be on the December 30th episode of SmackDown because we knew that already. They announced that a week or so ago. And then once it sets up that KO is going to have a partner of his choosing uh, for the end of the year uh, to, to face Roman and Sammy, we all know before Cena pops on the screen that, okay, Cena's going to be the guy. So I don't know, like, like was it kind of backwards the way they went about announcing that Cena was was going to appear? Because I wish that that was a total surprise there. Because that's obviously yeah. going to be fun. You're right. It's shaping up to be a pay-per-view caliber yeah. show probably. And that's why it's not – they didn't do it as more of a surprise because they're – Cena even said it. Um, and, and I bet – because this is a very WWE thing, right? Like the – like with the remember, – remember Orton and uh, Edge? All – like – for months, it w- they were promoting it as the greatest wrestling match in history. Right. right? And you kept hearing that. Right. Um, Cena said it in his little promo that he cut. Can't miss main event. Watch how many times you hear the words. Can't miss main event over the next three weeks. They're doing That's it. That's going to be their, their slogan for it. That's going to be their slogan for that last episode. The last show of the year with a can't miss main event. And they have to start it now so they can get people to watch because they're really, really seems like they're pushing this thing hard to get, you know, to get this to feel like a big show. Well, I already told well, obviously Cena is going to be on it. So I already told you we talked about this last week because the show's in Tampa. We yeah. already talked about this last week. And I told you before Cena, it was before Cena was even announced that he was going to be on the show, let alone that he's fighting in a Roman Reigns in the main event. That show is almost sold out. Right. Uh, and th- they get great crowds there in that central Florida area, you know? And that was before the Cena stuff was announced. So that's going to be a really great crowd. I-, I would consider, I was looking at tickets because I'm considering going, but I'm not going to go because it's almost sold out. And on the resale market, decent seats are so expensive. That's going to be a big yeah. show, man. That's a hot show right yeah. there. Isn't it cool too, like with wrestling, how time changes things? Like if Cena did that like rhyming kind of corny thing that he does like six years ago, people would have booed him out of the building. No, I liked it. Though. But 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 now it's like, all right. Yeah, I liked it. I it's liked Cena. It. We like yeah. this. We well, like we, nostalgia. We like That's what it is. Right. It's nostalgia. Yeah. That's what it we're just, And about. things – and this has just always been – the. Th- I mean Cena – He's one of those guys that, um, and this is, this is, I'm not like breaking any news here. He, it just feels bigger. It mm-hmm. just feels bigger, no matter what. Even just a, a pre-produced segment with him on the screen, it just feels bigger because it's him. Ricochet versus Gunther was awesome. The crowd, you know, we get on the WWE crowd, obviously, the live crowd. That crowd was hot as hell for that match. That was a great match. Great match. Crowd was hot as hell, which makes me even more frustrated that they already had the Braun thing set up because, again, it's like if you didn't know Braun was next for Gunther, then you would have believed that Ricochet could right. win that Right, there match. wasn't a moment where I thought Ricochet was going to win. There was not. Right, we, we, we went into it with the understanding that Ricochet was going to lose, so it... But I, went to work- it, but I went into it not knowing it was going to be a great match. I didn't know that. That's fair. That's fair. But they're both – I mean, Ricochet, we know with him that he's great. But we knew Braun is next, so we know he's not going to win. So I, that that took away from it a little bit because there was a little bit of me where it's like, this crowd might give you one of those reactions if Ricochet wins this match. Yeah, and they were not. really into it. But my biggest takeaway from that match – you ready for this? Yeah. Michael Cole. 
and you got to be a pretty hardcore fan to even catch this. He had one of the deepest cut references that I think I've heard him use on WWE programming. Hmm. Ricochet did the the kip, you know the it he does it and there's one other guy who does it where he to in 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 order to duck the clothesline he does a kip up where he like falls backwards and okay. kips up. So he did that. Michael Cole goes quick as a puma. Now that might not mean much to a lot of people. Okay. Ricochet, when he was in Lucha Underground, was Prince Puma. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. So when he said that, I'm like, you damn Cole. That okay. Is, that's that was crazy. <laughs> it's okay. like I, he just threw that in there. And most, and you know what? Maybe it was unintentional, but I caught on to it because it's like, I think he was a guy named Prince Puma once, and I had to look it up, but he was. All right, that's cool. Uh yeah. lastly, here before we get to big dirt, not a big dirt. Uh, they are continuing to stretch out this L.A. Knight Bray Wyatt story, which we both love. Uh, Bray Wyatt comes out L.A. Knight like he promised uh, he was going to stomp him out. And as he is stomping him out, I like that they made L.A. Knight look strong there. Finally, what uh, have you done, brother, brother, brother? L.A. Knight stomps him out. And then uh, now we finally get to see Uncle Howdy, who, again, I got no idea who that character is. I think I it's Bo Dallas. And he's just wearing like a lot of clothing to look hefty. Well, Bo Dallas was pretty. I don't know if you remember Bo Dallas at the end. Bo Dallas was a big boy, not big, not as big as Bray, but he was big. Well, but the only reason I think that is because the voice of Uncle Howdy sounds like Bray. Right. Um, so, and they're brothers. They they do sound alike. I mean, they mm-hmm. sound very similar. So I, that that's my only thought there. But it could be anybody. So yeah. So Uncle Howdy now is officially in the picture. Now LA Knight knows. All right, it's not the same person. What the hell is going on here? And so now we've advanced the storyline. So uh, and of course we love that. Yeah, and I guess now we get another month of teasing yeah. the reveal of Uncle Howdy. Yeah, right? like so. it, it seems that they're they're gonna fight at Royal Rumble. You got to keep stretching this. But thing I got to th- make it big. But I got to think they're going to do something big with these guys on December 30th, too. At, at least that would be my summation. If that show is supposed to be that big, something's going to happen there. Yeah, but maybe this something is like finally revealing like a new member. Like maybe we find out the reveal of who Uncle Howdy is. But I don't, think they're, I, I don't think they're going to fight until Royal Rumble. No, 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 no. They got to draw it out. They still got to draw it out for sure. Uh, let's fun. Do- and it was the, the production of it was crazy. I mean, it was like watching a movie. I mean, Crowds way into him, man. They yeah. love everything he does. And um, L.A. Knight, dude. L.A. Knight, I mean, the way at the end of his promo, he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he was just like, he was losing his shit. It was like a different side of him a little bit. It was really cool. Yeah, I like it. Let's uh, let's do Big Dirt, not a Big Dirt, man. Come on, what do we got this week? All right. Uh, well, let's start with some uh, with a story that I don't think anyone saw coming. Earlier in the week, the Wall Street Journal came out with an article about Vince McMahon. And in it, there is a line that says the 77 year old Mr. McMahon has also told people that he intends to make a comeback at WWE. According to people familiar with his comments, he said that he has received bad advice from people close to him to step down and that he now believes the allegations and investigations would have blown over had he stayed big dirt, not a big dirt. Vince wants back in. This is not big dirt because I don't buy it. Okay. Uh, the story becomes salacious it grabs the headlines, all the clickbait, when you have the headline there that Vince wants to return. That's what gets everybody to click on it. That's what gets everybody talking. I don't see a single scenario where, especially because there's more allegations in the story, 
I don't see a single scenario where Vince is brought back. I think it's a lot to do about nothing. This is not big. Yeah, Meltzer talked about it and basically, you know, brought up a lot of the things that people would normally talk about, which is, you know, Fox pro- would just probably wouldn't have it. Right. You know, they just probably couldn't not have afford it. it. Yeah. Not. All right. Um, uh, there's there's like some rumblings that Triple H and some of the other backstage officials are a little bit underwhelmed with some of the recent returns because there's been a lot of them lately. Yep. So that they're a little underwhelmed with some of the recent returns. Is that, I mean, big dirt, not a big dirt, that these guys are just not really living up to what we thought. Some of them, some of them are, some of them aren't. Big dirt, not a big dirt. I'm Triple going H, big dirt. I could see that being true. I could see it being true. Um, I'm, not necessarily, I'm not necessarily sure who we're talking about there. Um, there's so many. There's been yeah, so right. many there's returns. There's so many. Right, yeah. right. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going big dirt. I could see that's where... Yeah, he's given a big opportunity to a lot of these guys, and not all of them are going to wind up being great. So I, I could see that. I could see it. All right. Uh, we've been wondering about Miro for a while. He did yeah. an interview where he said it's out of his hands. He's just waiting for his opportunity to return. Big dirt, not a big dirt. Yeah, Miro wants in, dirt. but it's out of his hands. This is big dirt. Miro and his hot wife, uh, they're looking for an opportunity to get back into storylines. Uh, I think Miro's totally over. I think everyone loves Miro. Uh, he looks like a million bucks. You know, I I don't know why they can't figure something out for him. It's disappointing. Uh, I think he's easy to root for. So I go big dirt. Like, let's get Give Miro me, back in action, man. Remember I was saying Ricky Starks is cutting a promo and a heel comes out and a, and, and tries to shut him down? Give yeah. me Miro. Returning Miro. That's a good Miro way to get Ricky him heel. Yeah, that's a good way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got two more quick ones. So we know Gunther is going to be fighting Braun. But there's now backstage talk, rumors, of who Gunther might be fighting at Mania. You ready for this? Yeah. One of the greats, one of the all-time greats who has never won an Intercontinental title, Brock Lesnar. Wow. Big dirt, not a big dirt. The potential of Gunther and Brock at Mania. Yeah, I'm going big dirt. That would be amazing. Amazing. Uh Gunther, I really think, is one of the best out there. When Brock is motivated, we know he's amazing. He's as good a seller as anybody out there. He can really help make Gunther. I don't know that Gunther necessarily needs to be made. I think he's terrific. But he could really help Gunther in that spot. The only part, so it's big dirt, but the only part I question there is Brock doesn't care about the Intercontinental title. So does that mean that somehow they get the title off Gunther before WrestleMania and you still have Brock Lesnar versus Gunther because why does Brock care about the Intercontinental title? Because he's a prize fighter and it's the only prize he hasn't gotten. Okay. Maybe. maybe that's my first instinct. Okay. Um, it's it's the one of the prizes he's never gotten so maybe that's it. I mean, he's never won the 24-7 title either. Well, it's dead so now he can't. Uh, Alright, last one. I don't know. Do you Have you heard? Do you know Michael Mansuri? He is the Former WWE Vice President of Global Television Production. Okay. Uh, he left WWE year, a few years back. He went to the Pat McAfee show for a while. Then he went to one championship. He has been hired as the Senior Vice President and Co-Executive Producer of AEW to revamp their production. Big dirt, not a big dirt. I'll just say I think this is massive dirt because AEW's production needs to be revamped. This guy was in WWE for 11 years, I think. He was supposed to be like the heir apparent to Kevin Dunn. And he's obviously gone now. 
he's now with AEW and he's going to supposedly change some things up there. Yeah, I'll go Big Dirt because nobody does production like WWE. And I'm talking in the entire sports world. Like, no one does it like WWE. And AEW does need a little bit of help in that area. They've gotten better, but they do need a little bit of help. So... Uh, that that is certainly an area where WWE uh, is leaps and bounds better than AEW, and if this guy helps close that gap a little bit, uh, that's good for all of us watching. So I'll, I'll go big time. Yeah, at the very least, Mansuri, can you just like tell the announcers to explain shit? Like that would be a huge start. Like just uh, we don't Zaslow shouldn't be confused two weeks in a row. Like right. at least like get in their ear Come and on, be like, guys, like hey hey guys hey hey uh, man in the mask hey just like. Uh, Explain why Round Ball Rock is playing right now. Just right. do it. Just right. do it. Like, right. <laughs> if that would be a huge, that would, he'd be worth the money if he just does that. Uh, excellent job there. Big Dirt, not Big Dirt. Again, FTXArena.com, WWE Live, December 29th. If you want to get your tickets, I will be there. I'm going to be there with my son. Uh, and, and that's obviously a fun Christmas gift for anyone out there. You're listening right now. Joey, really good job, man. We will uh, we will do it again next weekend. It'll be, it'll be uh, Christmas Eve the next episode we'll get back to saturdays we had a little bit of a technical issues yesterday but we'll uh, we'll talk to everybody again next week man good job out of you all right see you next week thanks Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954 954- 
589 